Second Kings chapter 4, verse 38 onwards. Elisha now returned to Gilgal, and there was a famine in the land. Very interesting. I'm amazed. I've been doing this for quite a long time. Every time God gives, it's amazing. Um, God has given um, thousands of messages in the course of many, many years. Every time he gives, the word is so fresh. I've never preached the same message twice anywhere in my life, anywhere in this world. Every time God gave fresh manna from heaven, because our God is alive, he gives new things for his people so that his people can be blessed, so that his people can prosper spiritually. So today's word that God has given us, I just read, I'm not reading anywhere in the Kings, first Kings or second Kings or Deuteronomy, you know, all those Old Testament stuff right now for my personal reading. God leads differently. So it's amazing when God gives a passage and he says, go to the passage. Yesterday's passage was from first Kings and it was from the life of a prophet. Prophet Elijah, and it also dealt with famine in the land. So today's word that God is giving to us is from the life of a prophet, Prophet Elisha, and it also talks about famine in the land. Elisha is now returning to Gilgal while there was a famine in the land. One day, as the group of prophets was seated before him, he said to his servant, put a large pot on the fire and make some stew for the rest of the group. There is this word from this prophet given to his servant there. And there are his disciples, these group of prophets were Elisha's disciples, trained by him, they were there. We see uh, there's this instruction given by Elisha, the prophet, to a servant. Make a large pot of stew for the people who are there. One of the young men went out into the field to gather herbs and come back with a pocket full of wild gourds. He shredded them and put them into the pot without realizing they were poisonous. So they're going to make food. While they were going to prepare food, the pot is on the fire and they're going to put some um, vegetables and some whatever they were going to put. Somebody went outside and he picked some uh, leaves, plants, whatever it is to make food. It happened to be poisonous uh, plants. It happened to be from poisonous plants. Obviously, the 
poisonous plants resembled the plants that were good uh, to the extent that the guy who got them thought that they were good. He didn't go and say, okay, I'm going to get some poisonous plants. We're all going to eat this and die. No. He went to get something to eat. But what he got was not what he thought. The Holy Spirit is speaking here. So I want you to really pay close attention to what the Spirit of God is speaking. He went for something. He thought he was getting something, but he got something else. His intentions were good. He was not somebody who was living in sin and, and uh, got himself into trouble. He was with this prophet of God. It was not someone else who was living in sin asked him to do something and he went for him. No, he's actually hearing what this prophet of God said and and they were all going to eat. It was a good thing. He went to do something good. But when he went to do something good, what he wanted to do turned out to be something bad. Have you experienced that in your life? Where your intentions are good, you've been told to do something, and you want to do something, but what came out of it was something deadly, something bad, something that you never thought to offer or to bring. When what you want to do good becomes bad, unintentionally, without your knowledge, we have to understand there's something at work behind the scenes. In the small passage, Not everything is written down, and that's where revelation comes. Revelation comes from God himself. And every time we hear the word of God here, what we get from God is revelation. Not a pre-packaged sermon, but it's a revelation from God. What you wanted to do, it didn't happen the way it was intended to be. But something happened. Something that you thought would never happen or never thought would happen, happened. Where is this transfer or this flip happening? Where did it happen? How did it happen is a question. A lot of people have no answers for that. They say, I tried doing this. I don't know how it happened. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But there are many answers from God for all the I don't knows that only the spirit of God can reveal. That's why we need the the spirit of God. So here he goes, the servant is going to cook. And there's this guy who goes and gets the plants and he brings it. And with a pocket full of these plants and he puts all of these in there, whatever vegetables, and without realizing they were poisonous. How did he end up getting the poisonous ones? How did this happen? To this question, Jesus gives the answer. 
we're thinking, like, what is this? We're reading Second Kings and Pastor says Jesus gives the answer. We see this in the New Testament. Where this farmer who has these workers, and he has them go sow the seeds and they go sow seeds. And when they sow the seeds, all the plants are coming. And after some time, they see along with the plants, there are tears also. They are shocked. They come to their boss and they say, Master, we only sowed seed. Where did these tears come from? How did this happen? Master, we did not sow these tears. All we sowed was good seeds. How did this happen? In this field, we prepared the ground really good. We didn't see any tears before. Where did these come from? All we did was sow good seeds. Where did these tears come from? The master said, the enemy came and planted. Always understand this. When you want to do something and you do something. But then the output is completely different. Something happens in the middle that you don't understand. You know, who did that? Satan did that. Now, if there's no understanding on the other end, if there's no understanding on the other end about who did this, then the story would have ended in a, not only in a tragedy, in a very different way. With everybody looking at this guy as the bad guy, with everybody framing him as he intentionally did it, with everybody saying that he had something in his mind, he wanted to poison this group of people and he actually wanted to kill and all these things could have happened. But that's not how the story turned out to be. So let's read this and see what you can learn from this in your own marriage, in your own family, in your own workplace, wherever you are, how to deal with the supernatural. What happens behind the scenes? What happens behind the scenes? That you can see with your natural eyes. And how you can actually contribute to the healing of someone. You can contribute to the happiness of someone. Or you can actually contribute to the downfall of someone. Very important. God is speaking at this hour. So let's just read. Continue reading. Some of the stew was served to the men. But after they had eaten a bite or two, they cried out, Man of God, there's poison in this stew. So they would not eat it. Even that alertness. So after they eat, after they ate those few bites was from God. Who tried to kill them? Who tried to kill them? Not this man. This man was with the prophets over there. And Elisha, who is the prophet to those prophets, the master for his disciples, he is there. He knows in the spirit what the problem is here. And we see here, in the midst of what the enemy tried to do, God came through. 
in two miraculous ways. One is stopping, stopping death there. If the people would have eaten more, they could have died. Secondly, giving them the food that they needed. It's not that they all said, oh, there's death in the pot. Thank God we all found out. And now everybody's sitting with no food over there. No. This is who our God is. The disaster that Satan tried to cause here, which is to cause death, number one, if that didn't happen, have them not eat And when they don't eat, they all look at this guy and say, look at you, it's because of you we are starving. And look what you did. Why didn't you see properly? Everybody would have been fighting there. That didn't happen. Why? Because the Spirit of God was there. The prophet of God was there. And he saw exactly what happened and he just brought the solution there. That's it. That solution brought divine peace because it was God's solution. That solution took away the death. Who put the death in the pot? Satan put the death in the pot. The anointing of God that worked through the prophet of God took that death out of that pot. Once the death was taken out of that pot, that which was a threat for the people became a blessing. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. We really need to pay attention. If you feel sleepy and you feel like sleeping, change your position and sit up. God is showing me. That's what I'm saying. If you want to take the word of God seriously and be blessed by it, do whatever you need to do in order to receive the blessing of God that God has for you. Otherwise, go to sleep. You don't have to keep it on. Death was in that pot. Satan said, I'm going to kill all of you. All of you guys. Well, when the prophet of God who had the anointing of God was there, someone can ask this. How come he didn't know? How come he didn't know when the guy got the herbs there, when the guy got the vegetables there, when the guy got those plants there? How come God didn't show, show Elisha? So the prophet of God who sits in a place and he's able to see that his enemies are coming closer, even when they're not even there, but the city gate itself, when they're coming, this man of God, this prophet of God knows that with his eyes closed, he can see. How come God didn't reveal this and God only revealed that? Well, news to you is God reveals what needs to be revealed when he needs to reveal it. That's not according to what you think or what you want or when you want. When it's important for God to reveal something that's happening way before it's happening, It's God's sovereign will. God reveals that to his prophets. At that time, way before it happens, God alerts them. And then they are alerted and they avert a disaster. Other times, you need to take a bite or two. Once you take a bite or two, then the miracle happens. This is a greater miracle. God averting the disaster is one miracle. But then God turning that death into a blessing is a whole different miracle. This is why God didn't show this to Elisha way before it happened, even though he could have. So the prophet is sitting there. He had no clue that this guy is bringing this. 
and this is being cooked and this is what they're going to eat. But when it happened, when God allowed it to happen, it happened. When it was all cooked, they took a bite and they ate it. When the guys who ate it, suddenly they felt something is wrong. And that feeling itself comes from God Almighty. It's the grace of God. So when they realized that this is terribly wrong, they did something very smart. They didn't say, well, I don't feel good about it, but I'm very hungry. Let's just eat it. No. They cried out. Man of God, there is poison in this too. And they just got up. They didn't eat. They said, we're not eating it. There's death in this pot. God is speaking to our hearts today. When you have an uneasy feeling in your spirit, when you sense something is wrong here, pay attention to it and have enough sense to stay away from it. Very important. God is speaking at this hour. There are many people, foolish people, who will bypass that alarm that rings on the inside. That's from God. This is not good. Don't go that side. This is not good. Don't go on that site. This is not good. Don't turn that side. This is not the right time to go to the store. Don't go. This is the time for you to stay home. Stay home. They won't listen. What they'll do is I'll get up and go anyway. They will try to silence that alarm. They'll try to silence that warning bell. And then they will get hurt. The Bible says a prudent man foreseeth evil afar off. I mean, far away when that evil is coming, a smart man, a wise man will see it when it's far away. And what will he do? The Bible says he hideth himself. But the simple, the foolish, pass on and are punished. That means even when it's right in front of them, they still go. These are people who kiss death and go to the grave. God is speaking to our hearts today. Be smart. We saw this a couple of days ago, I believe, that the children of this world are wiser than the children of the kingdom. It's a sad statement, but it's a very true statement. When you know that you are having some kind of a disturbance in your spirit, listen to that, get away from that place. When you have that disturbance in your spirit, it is important for you to get out of that place. When you have a disturbance, when you're doing something, you need to get up and leave or stop what you're doing, listen and stop it. It's important. These people were not presumptuous. They didn't say, well, we have the prophet of God with us. Even if he dies, even if we die, he'll raise us up and let's go. There are some foolish people like that. You call them fools who think that we'll go and do it. And then after we get hurt and after this happens, pastor will pray for us anyway. We'll get well, we'll get healed. And we got, oh no, you won't, you won't. Presumptuous sin always has a heavy price tag attached to it. I want to say it again. Presumptuous sin has a heavy price tag attached to it. You know who will pay that? Fools. 
Presumptuous sin has a heavy price tag attached to it. When you know you should not do something and you still do it anyway, at that point, you're being foolish. You're not wise. Don't count yourself among the wise people. You have to put yourself among the foolish people. When you know something is wrong, don't go near it. When you know something is wrong, don't go near it. When there's this uneasy feeling on the inside, listen to it. Get the help you need. And there are some people. I know that there's death in this part. I know that there's poison here. They won't do what these people did. These people called out to the prophet of God, the God placed there. They'll say, we'll just pray over it. We'll do our own thing. As if they can remove the death in the pot. Then there are others who will say, I'm just not going to eat. That's it. They won't eat. The pot will still have death in it. They may discard the food, but they'll go to bed hungry. That's not smart either. These people knew what to do. They found this poisonous plant there. They realized it after it was cooked, after they tasted it. They said, I need to call Elisha right away because we don't want to die. They knew this is emergency. I need to call. And you need to call, you need to call. I'm not telling you to call. Elisha was right there, so they called Elisha the prophet right away. You can text. When you have a problem, you can text. Be honest. Be honest. One thing I utterly hate, I have to say this, which caused great grief, is when I see hypocrisy in any form of conversation, whether it's writing or speaking. There are people who have who have sat right in front of me and lied through their teeth thinking that they can deceive God's servant. It's it's a horrible thing to do because now they're dealing directly with the anointing of God here, where the Spirit of God who's revealing everything. They're wasting God's time, wasting God's servant's time. They're both linked together, remember? And they're keeping themselves from the blessing of God. God has done this many times. To those who try to deceive God's servants, God will also say, good, praise God, and pray a superficial prayer and send you out. And whatever God wants to do to you will not work because you're being dishonest. Be honest. Never be dishonest. When you're dishonest, you'll be wasting your time You'll be wasting my time, wasting God's time. Reach out and reach out with integrity, utmost integrity, if you want to live. If you want to live, be open before God. If you want to live, be true. Let truth be found in the inward most parts of your being. Never try to play religious and spiritual. I've seen some people also. If they want to 
look good when they're not doing well. They try to come and say, A did this, B did this, C did this, D did this, E did this. And in their little mind, they think that if they try to say A this, B this, C this, D this, and Z this, and all these things, somehow they look like holy. No. God shows the worms that are right inside of you. And whatever, whoever did whatever is being told is not going to make any dent because the Spirit of God shows right through whether it's true or not. God is speaking to our hearts today. Mean business with God. When you come to the presence of God, when you come in contact with God's servants, true God's servants who have the anointing of God, when you talk, always remember their time is very precious. It's God's time. Never waste their time. It's not a good thing. It won't be a blessing for you. Always remember, I need to know what I'm going to talk. and I'm going to pray a lot before I talk. And I need to be prepared. And I need to have that reverence when I talk to God's servants. So that I can be blessed. God is speaking to our hearts today. Honesty is very important in any conversation, especially with God's servants. Any prayer request you need, 100% honesty is necessary. That will be the key to receiving the blessing for that death to be removed from that part, for you to live. If that is not there, simply coming and trying to present yourself as something when you are not, when God sees right through you, will not benefit you. So may God help you to understand this today. Some of the stew was served to the men, but after they had eaten a bite or two, they cried out, man of God, there's poison in this stew. So they would not eat. You know what they did? They went straight to the problem. Very important. Anytime you face something, you need to look at the problem. And a lot of times what people do, instead of looking at the problem, they look at the person. Satan was very happy. He has a field day. He says, hey, I want to cause confusion and I caused it. I won. Look at all you fools, religious fools, fighting with one another all the time. Keep fighting. Keep fighting because I'm here to cause division. Because where there's division, God won't be there. When oneness is not there, God won't be there. Satan is very happy. He says, keep going, keep going. I don't have to do much for you. Think about that. When self is over here, God will not be there. These people here didn't say, oh my God, there's death in the button. They didn't turn against this guy and try to choke him and say, what did you bring? Did you try to think about this? They would have all been dead. But they did not do that. Don't turn your anger. Don't turn your suspicion. Don't turn yourself against another believer. God is speaking at this hour. Every believer in this church should have enough sense to see the devil behind whatever is happening. Because every child of God wants to do something good for the next person. But when the good flips and it becomes bad, if we keep sitting and focusing on the people and saying, you did this and she did this and he did this and they did this and Satan says, all of them did this and some more, some more, some more. He will actually try to magnify it. Satan will be happy. He'll just sit and say, 
more oil. I'll pour more oil. Keep thinking more. Keep thinking more. Keep thinking how they talked and how they walked and how they smiled and how they looked at you and all these things. Keep thinking. That's what your meditation is. And Satan will say, the more you think, the more I'll pour fuel for that fire. And then you'll be walking around with a whole head full of fire around you. Not being able to sleep, not being able to sit, constantly working in your mind. Why? Why do you have to live like that? Why do you have to go through that way? God is speaking at this hour. When you see something go wrong, always get mad at the devil and not at your brother or sister in Christ. Important. When something goes wrong in your home, if your spouse is a believer, even if he or she is not a believer, have enough sense to get mad at the devil and not at the person. If you do that, you will win every battle. If you have enough sense to get mad, angry at the devil and not at the person, Satan will never win in your life. So when you get mad at the devil, what are you going to do? You're going to say, I'm mad. And you're going to sit? No. You're going to call out to the Lord. Because only God can deal with the devil. When you get upset, you go to God and say, Lord, this is what Satan did. That's what these people did. Immediately they cried out. They said, man of God, there is poison in this too. They said as it is. They didn't say, man of God, look at this guy. Look what he did. And look what he said. Their focus was not the person. Their focus was the problem. God is speaking to the hearts today. It's important for you to focus on the problem. God will come and solve the problem. Now, the person who went and got these things, he'll be very careful the next time. He'll pray and go, oh, Lord, help me not to get any poisonous plants again. Lesson learned here. When something goes wrong, take it to God in prayer. If you have God's servants placed in your life and you belong to this church, always reach out. Always reach out. I don't want any kind of uh, um, false alarm either. And if they really carry the anointing of God, at that point, you're playing with fire. And at that point, you're trying to hear something. It's like Saul, who says, somehow I need to get Samuel up. That is a very bad place to be in. May God speak to every single person's heart. When there's really a depth in the pot, poison in the pot. When there's really some serious thing that is happening, don't sit and say, well, I have the anointing. I can deal with it. And I will pray over myself. I will pray over you and I'll pray. Don't wait for a funeral to happen. Reach out when you need to reach out. Reach out in a proper way. Don't try to ring false alarms. Those things are demonic actions. Or don't try to reach out and, and 
give half lie and half truth. That's not going to benefit you either. God will not speak. God will not speak to anyone who has even a 0.1% of lie when they come to God. It won't work. Integrity at the core is important. What will cause the person to lie? What? What will cause the person to lie? Pride. The Bible says seven things the Lord hates and one of that is falsehood. God hates. He hates pride. Those who are proud, God says he knows them afar off them. He keeps them far away. He just hates them. Not just pride. Proud people themselves, God puts them far away. He doesn't even want to see their face. Next, who does God put far away? People who lie. Falsehood. Far away. He says, I don't want anything to do with you. Stay far away. But when we really come to God and truly bear our hearts before God and say, Lord, I am this. My state is this. This is how I am. You know, God is very merciful. There was this guy who went to the temple. He beat upon his chest and he said, God, have mercy on me. 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 I'm a terrible person. God, have mercy on me. And he received mercy and he went out as a justified person. As opposed to the next one who came and said, oh, I do this and oh, I give this and oh, I live like this and all these things. And he went the way he came in as a sinner because he was a hypocrite with dead bones on the inside. No extraction was done. No cleansing was done. He just went the way he came. God didn't do anything for that person. God is speaking to our hearts today. You want the poison in your pot to be set right? God can do that. God can fix it. Make sure you're honest with yourself and you're honest with God. When you come to the servants of God, don't waste their time. When you reach out to them, don't waste their time. It's very important to be really, really honest. Even more than you're honest with the doctor, you should be honest with God's servants. Very. Those who are truly anointed of God in me. You have to go and confess everything to everyone. But if you want deliverance, if you want to live, if you have poison inside, you need to say, I have poison inside. If there is death in the pot, you have to say, I have death in this pot. I need this to be out. If that is not there, if there's a secret life and a covering over it and try to come and act as if everything is nice and I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why that is happening. I don't know why I'm sick. I don't know why my, I have a loss and I don't know why, you know, I'm doing this. I'm doing everything. And I have people who come and say these things and it's disgusting. I hear it and listen. I can see right through the lie. You're not doing everything. As a matter of fact, you are actually deceiving. It's like the fig tree that stood and said, I have fruit because it just had leaves all over. Fig trees have fruit first and then leaves. This had leaves all over, no fruit there. Hypocrisy. Wasting space and wasting time. God is speaking to her today. And that has leaf. That has to utterly leave if you want God to do anything for you. Integrity all the way on the inward most parts of your being. If you want any kind of deliverance to any level whatsoever. If you want God's anointing to work in your life. And you want to become that which God has called you to be. 
don't lie. The one person that you should not lie is God. And God's servant who carry the anointing of God is someone that you don't lie, period. These people were honest. And secondly, the Spirit of God is bringing, don't look at people. Look at the Spirit that is working. It doesn't mean that whatever someone is doing, you're not going to bring it to the attention of the servants of God. That's not what I'm talking. But you don't directly go and yell and scream and show your attitude and show your meanness and deal with that person. The mistake and the misunderstandings, the mishappenings, whatever is happening, is coming from Satan. Satan put death in that pot. Deal with the spirit. And pray, Lord, help this person next time when they get the food. Not to bring these poisonous things. Show them. That's what a caring heart will do. That's what a caring heart will do. Whether it's your husband, whether it's your wife, whether it's your son, whether it's your daughter, whether it's your mother, whether it's your father, whether it's your brother, whether it's your sister. In the Lord. At home. Or whether it's your spiritual family here. You see, your fellow believers in the house of God. You need to understand, the Bible clearly says, bear with the weakness of one another. Bear with the weakness of one another, just like how Christ bore with you. If you can't bear with the weakness of one another, and you come heavy-handed on another believer, understand this, God will measure to you the same measure that you measure for another believer. That's what God will do. The man who was forgiven much, Caught the throat of the one who owed him much less than what he owed to the other guy. Now he is telling me, give me what you owe to me. And he threw him in the prison. What happened to him? What happened to him? He was thrown in prison. Jesus said this, forgive and you will be forgiven. If you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. Same thing goes for bearing with one another. If you don't bear with the weaknesses of one another, God won't bear with you. Before you strike another believer or speak bad about another believer, hold your tongue. Close your mouth tight. Ask yourself this question. The same question Jesus asked those people. He who is without sin, let him cast the first stone. Think a hundred times. A hundred times before you point fingers. A hundred times. It's very important. This is for your own good. Because Satan is out to see how he can destroy a church. Satan is out to see how he can destroy you. Satan is out to see how he can divide. Satan is out to see. If you know that you've never done that before. If you know that you're all 100% holy, if you know that God never had to forgive you in this area, then cast the first stone. If you know that you have no blank in your own eye, if you have no speck in your own eye, you have no nothing in your own eye and you can really clearly see clearly, 
But then you can try to pull the speck or whatever is in someone else's eye. God is speaking to our hearts today. In your spirit, let humility be the covering. In your heart, let this ambition and goal to not only preserve, foster, but to promote oneness be there. Because a place where that oneness is there, God will move in a mighty way, in a mighty way, in a mighty way. It's important right here. It's how this major thing got solved so easily. Because they dealt with what they needed to deal with and did not act in a petty way. If they would have done that, they would have been dead. They would have just gone after the guy who brought the food and who cooked the food and didn't go to Elisha. They all would have been dead. But what they did saved their lives. They did not turn towards the guy who cooked, but they turned towards the prophet of God who was there to save them from death. And God did two miracles for them as a result of that. God is speaking to our hearts today. There's a prophecy. God is speaking at this hour. Those who deal with what is before them in a spiritual manner, God will move in their lives in a spiritual way. And whatever is causing spiritual death in your life, whatever is causing spiritual death in your family, when you deal with it in a righteous manner, God will come and deliver you. I want to bring this story as the Holy Spirit wants me to. There was this man in the Bible. This man's name was Joseph. This man was engaged to this girl called Mary. And before they came together in marriage, Joseph found out, he heard this news as Mary was carrying a child. The point that the Spirit of God highlights here is Joseph being a righteous man. What qualifies righteousness? What made God to call him a righteous man? He did not find fault with Mary and he did not make her a public example. Even though he saw something, he said, I'm not going to make her a public example. You call that a person with a big heart. It's valuable in the sight of God. Even though he saw something, he knew that. I'm not going to make her a public example. Understand this. Not everything you see. Is the way it is. If you think this is what I'm seeing and this is what I'm hearing because I'm seeing and hearing this and this is what it is and you come to a conclusion and you judge a person and that person is righteous like Mary before God. Even though you're seeing something, you're hearing something, but that's not what it amounts to. The way of thinking. You will be found guilty before God Almighty. What counted as righteousness for Joseph? He said, I'm not going to bring this issue up. I'm not going to make her a public example. And he was searching his heart and seeking God. He didn't do anything in a public way. And he didn't even take action at that point. 
while he was having this in his heart, obviously he was praying about it. God came and spoke to him in a dream through the angel of God. These are the people God will speak to. When you're righteous and we say, I will not come to any kind of conclusion thinking that he's saying this, she's saying this, and they're thinking this, they're looking at me this way, and they're saying, now I actually saw them do this. What do you know? Do you know everything? When you come to a conclusion about anyone, remember, at that point, you basically call yourself to be the Holy Spirit of God. Not a good place to be in. Unless the Spirit of God reveals, it's always good to close your mouth so that you don't sin against God Almighty. A big lesson for everyone to learn. Unless the Spirit of God shows, unless you have the call of a prophet, unless you can actually see spiritually what's happening, it's better to really, really, really close it tight. Because even if you think that God is showing, you may be utterly wrong. Because you don't know everything. It's important. It is important because Satan will come in 10,000 different ways to say that. Oh, this is because of this. And he will even spiritualize everything. Understand this. Satan has the capacity to transform himself as the angel of light. That means he will act just like God and he will talk just like an angel. He will make things look just like how it is when God speaks. And guess what? You consent to it and you listen to that. You'll be guilty before God. Because Satan is called the deceiver. He will deceive God's people to cause division. It's important to understand what the spirit of God is revealing at this hour. Very important. Very important. Joseph being a righteous person. Being a righteous person. He said, I'm not going to speak anything about this girl. I'm not going to make her a public example. I'm not going to tell the world. How good I am. Find me another girl who is virtuous. A good virgin. He didn't do that. He still was seeking God. He said, I'm not going to make her a public example. Somehow, without anybody knowing, I need to dissolve this. And as he was seeking God, God spoke to him. Because God spoke to him, he did not sin against the Lord, number one, by putting her away. Because God spoke to him, number two, he became the earthly father. And I say earthly father, a guardian, basically, for the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah himself. God speak to our hearts today. It's very important. We may feel righteous and think righteous and and act righteous and all these things. But it's God who says whether you're righteous or not. We need to really earn that from God. He imputes to us his righteousness. Then are we really righteous before God? Are we taking that righteousness and are we making use of it? Or are you sinning with your mouth? May God speak to your hearts at this hour. Don't be anyone's judge. The Bible says, judge not, lest you be judged. Jesus said that very clearly. Don't add sin to your life. There are many times these kind of sins will keep God's blessings out of your life. Be wondering, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why is this happening? You need to know why it's happening. Don't sin with your mouth. Don't sin with your mind. Don't sin in your heart. Don't sin with your action.
be like a heavenly father. These people went to Elisha the prophet and they stated the problem. And as a result of that, the prophet did something. Bring me some flour. Then he threw it into the pot and said, now it's all right. Go ahead and eat. Then it did not harm them. Look at the faith these people had in this prophet of God. Very important. There are people who will come for counsel. I've seen this many times. They'll come for counsel. They'll want to hear. And when it doesn't suit what they want to hear, they'll say, okay, I'll do it. Okay, I'll do it. And they will not do anything about it. There are some people who will do a portion of it, that which they want to do, and they will not do the rest. They'll come and say, it didn't work. It won't work. Faith is very important. These people had faith. Now that you know there's poison in there, once the prophet of God did something to that pot, and he said, you can go ahead and eat it, they did not question him. They didn't say, well, you are telling me this and how do I know if I eat it and die? What are you going to do? Are you going to raise me up? And what are you going to do? And No. They ate it. You call that faith. When they ate it, now, nothing went wrong. Because God took care of it through the anointing of God that was on the prophet Elisha. Faith is very important. When you are told to do something, if you don't have faith, it's not going to be a blessing for you. When you are told to do something, when you have faith and you do it exactly the way you're told to do, then it'll be a blessing. You know, there are times when the Spirit of God will tell me to tell someone, don't tell this to anyone. Something, you know, pretending to their job or pretending to anything. That's I won't say it. And then they will go and tell a few people that they cannot be without telling, you see, because the mouth will not shut up. And then they will have the boldness to come and lie to the servants of God saying, I never told anyone. You never told anyone? I never told anyone. At that point, there's nothing to say. The blessing that needs to you will not come to you. And then you'll be sitting and scratching your head. It's not coming. It's not a magic that you come lie and then come for the blessing and say, somehow pastor will pray and, and somehow I'll get the blessing. No, it won't happen. Somehow will not happen. When there's a lying that's involved, and the spirit of God who's telling you through the servant of God, don't say this. It's the same spirit of God who also shows the servant of God that you did disobey. You did that which you should not have done and you're lying about it. May God speak to your hearts at this hour. When will dishonesty leave your camp? When will untruthfulness leave your house? When will this ugliness of hypocrisy leave your heart? God is speaking at this hour. God is speaking at this hour. God wants to take away the death out of your pot. God wants to remove the death out of your pot. God wants to make you a partaker of his blessing where you can eat from that pot and live and be content. You must do one thing. Be honest. Be honest and don't find 
fault with your brother or your sister. And don't act like the hidden. Don't carry anything in your spirit. You change yourself. As Christ loved you in spite of who you were. As Christ forgave you in spite of what you did. You do the same. You do the same. Don't make yourself more righteous than God himself. Don't place yourself in the place of the Holy Spirit. You'll be found wanting in his balance. God is speaking at this hour. Be very careful. Don't sin with your mouth. There's a second day God is speaking in a row about your mouth. Do not sin with your mouth. It will not only be a blessing to you. It will not only not be a blessing to you. It will bring curse to your body. It'll bring curse to your family. It'll bring curse to your finances. It'll bring curse to your soul. It'll bring leanness to your soul. It'll block the blessing of God from you. God is speaking at this hour. As we seek the Lord together on this fifth day of fasting and prayer, there's this work of purging that is happening here. God is purging Nearer, my God, to thee, nearer to thee, even though it be a cross that raised at me. God is speaking at this hour. When the Lord does a work of purging, are you willing, are you willing to give yourself over to the purging of the Holy Spirit? When God wants to take away the filth and the ugliness out of you, Are you willing to give yourself over to the cleansing of God Almighty? Are you being 100% honest before God? Are you being 100% honest before the servants of God? Or are you having an image that God abhors, which is an untrue image? God is speaking at this hour. Before you point fingers. Before you cast a stone, make sure you're worthy of casting it. Make sure before God that you stand upright and you stand tall. Make sure that before God that you're not found guilty. Make sure that God sees everything and know that you're not God. And just as Joseph could have Committed a big blunder. But he did not. You can be committing big blunders in your life. Because you are not God and you cannot see everything. You can forfeit the blessings that God has for you. You can bring curse into your life. You can bring curse upon your generation. Be careful. Be careful. God is speaking to our hearts today. The best thing for you to do is focus on what the problem is and take the problem to Jesus Christ. Make sure you work on fixing yourself. There's a lot to fix in every single one here. A lot. Make sure you say, Lord, change me. The more God changes you, the more you will become just like Jesus, you will have the inner strength to bear the weaknesses of your brothers and sister. The more you grow, the more you become like Jesus. 
God is speaking to our hearts today. The depth that is there in that pot. The poison that is there in that pot. Only God can remove. Only God can take that away. Only God can remove that. God is speaking at this hour. God is speaking at this hour. Let the Spirit of God do a deeper work. Let the Holy Spirit do a deeper work today. Before we can offer anything to God, we need to offer our lives. We need to offer our lives. We need the Lord to make his power known to us. We want the Lord to make his power known to us. We need to position ourselves as a church. We need to have one heart and one mind. We need to have one spirit. Put away every wrath and every bitterness and every evil speaking. God's word says, put it away, put it away, put it away. Not just lay it to rest, bury it, bury it once and for all and don't dig it out. The Bible says, if God could mark your iniquities, if he could only mark all your iniquities, can you stand before him? Yet, just like the parable Jesus said, you hold others as prisoners and guilty before you. It's not pleasing to God. God is displeased with those hearts that are causing division. Through the spirit of division, it comes in. It causes the division in your own heart. First of all, there has to be unity within you. Secondly, there has to be unity in your home. Yes, important. Not partner with sin. Not do something wrong with those people saying that I need to have unity. Pastor said, so he wants me to watch a movie I'm going to watch. And she wants me to listen to this. So I'm going to listen to that. And and they don't want me to go to church. So my kids don't want me to go to church. So I'm sitting here. But happy birthday to you, Miss Church. Oh, anniversary. So I'm not going to go to church and we're going to have. Do you think that birthday will be blessed? Do you think that? Do you think that that anniversary will be blessed? Do you think that? Can we miss the house of God? Can we miss the presence of God while God is there? Can we say, God, you stay here. Family is more important than God. Oh, yeah. Lord, your presence is negligible. Anniversary is more important. Birthdays are more important. May God give wisdom to every single one here. Why this is happening? Why this is happening? What is the root cause of it? May the wisdom of God bring to understanding in the hearts of every single one, every single one. Wherever there's death in your life, never gloss over it, never say that. I don't want to say that there's death in my pot and my pot is a golden pot and there is my pot and my, no, you will die. One group of people, they always justify whatever they do because they don't want anybody to know that there's death in the pot. You die with it. Be careful. And there's another group of people. They blame everyone for death in the pot. 
it's all because of you. You brought it and you because of you, you cooked it and because of your part and that's why it happened. Oh, when will this stop? When will this stop? When will this stop? God is speaking to you. Do you want to live? Do you want to live? You want to live? Cry out to God. Do what these people did. Oh, man of God, there's death in the path. That's all. That's all that's needed. That's all that's needed. Everything else that is pointing you away from your solution will point you towards death. God is speaking to our hearts today. Make room for God. Make room for truth. Make room for change. Make room for God. Make room for truth. Make room for change. Then all that we offer to God will become a pleasing sacrifice to him. Shall we pray? Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for the word that you've given to your people. Oh, Father, as you prepare us this day, fifth day of fasting and prayer, I pray, my Father, that you'll visit every single one. I know you've spoken. I know for sure you've spoken because you have spoken. I pray every single one, every single one, they take to heart every word that you have spoken, Father, so that they may be healed by this word of God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Bless your people, Lord. Bless your people with the wisdom that you can grant to them, Lord. That they may not err in their ways, Father. That they may not walk after false things, O oh Lord. That they may give themselves over to the truth, they can set them free. With this blessing, I bless your people with. And I thank you for doing this. Bless our service tomorrow, Lord. I pray that the Spirit of God may visit us in a mighty way. As you've already shown me, Lord, that you're going to visit your people tomorrow in a special way. I pray may every single heart be prepared for the mighty visitation of the Holy Spirit. Let no one shrink from the touch of God. Let no one become unworthy for the blessings of God. Let no one take themselves out of the will of God. I thank you, Lord. Bless every single one this night. Work in them by the working of the Holy Spirit. But thank you for this beautiful work of purging that you're doing, Father. Because you love this house of God, you speak to us so intimately. You speak to us, Lord, in a way that we can understand. You speak to your people, Father, in a way that they can change. So I pray may they make room for you. May they make room for the truth. And may they truly make room for change that they may change for the better in jesus name i pray amen may the grace of the lord jesus christ may the love of god the father and the sweet fellowship of his holy spirit rest and remain with us all now 
not until we see Jesus face to face. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. Amen. Amen.